Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Be sure to tune in to whatever Bethesda Church is doing on our website, BethesdaChurch.tv, or check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Now, let's jump into today's message. Sunday. Take just a second. Go ahead. Give us some hearts and share this video. We had an amazing day this morning here at Christmas at the movies. I'm excited about the message tonight. Throw some hearts. Click share. Let's get some people on here to hear this message. I love this series. I love what God has spoken to us through it. And um, week one, we talked about the movie Home Alone and how that God is with us. Last week, we used the movie Elf to talk about finding yourself. Tonight's content's going to be a little bit heavier. I'm going to deal with the concept of spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare. Um, And if you would, just type in the comments there, 2020 has been a year of spiritual warfare. That may be too long, so just type 2020 spiritual warfare. Um, I think as we look around the landscape of um, what's been going on in our world, um, it's real easy to look at maybe COVID and the financial situation, the political climate, the racial tension, um, and we just see these things at face value. But I believe that we've been very much engaged in spiritual warfare in the year 2020. Um, the movie that we use today is um, the movie It's a Wonderful Life. We've done, uh, actually did three Christmas classics uh, with this series, and most of you have probably seen this movie, incredible movie, got a great message kind of tucked in it. And this movie is really about a man by the name of George Bailey, who uh, he has an angel show up, and begins to help George because he's frustrated um, by a lot of the things that are going on in his life. And I think one of the things that we all struggle with, and it's what George struggled with in the movie, uh, is the concept of if I, if I did not exist, what, how would that have changed things? I mean, if I wasn't here, how would that impact my family, my community, my friends? And, and so George is really struggling with that, and the angel shows up to kind of help him see his value. Um, and, and so it's got a great message tucked in that. And the enemy, what I want you to know about your enemy, the devil, is that he is really good at causing you and I to question our existence and also question our purpose. Um, and a lot of times we, we really don't pick up on what the enemy is doing. Um, but he's, he's really trying to cause us to question who we are, who God has created us to be, and our assignment, our purpose in life. And so George is the, the star of the movie, and I believe that his life shows us how that we can all at times, even if we're successful in one area, doesn't mean we're successful in all areas. Um, that we can have uh, areas that we're doing really well, but at the same time, we can be struggling. But I want you to see this verse in Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 3. New Living Translation says, By faith we understand 
that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. In other words, there is a realm outside of what you and I can see. And the realm that is outside of what you and I can see is actually more real than what we can see. Now, when it comes to spiritual things, some people pay no attention to spiritual things. They, they don't uh, look at it. They don't want to see it. They don't want to talk about it. Uh, and then you got the other folk that sometimes they, um, every single day they see angels and they kind of live in this spiritual world 24-7. I believe there has to be a balance to that. But I do believe we, we start with the foundation that everything we see was created and formed by God who exists outside of what we can see. So everything we can see was created from that which we cannot see. And so there's always more that then actually meets the eye. And I think we struggle with that because a lot of times we can only focus on what is visible, but it's actually the invisible that is causing what is visible. I hope that makes sense. And so we, we have to be able to discern when we're in a spiritual battle, when we're engaged in, a, in spiritual warfare. And I want you to know tonight that this movie really begins with um, the setting, the clip that we showed was a clip where um, all the trouble began with George Bailey. It's Christmas Eve, and uh, Mr. Carter, he's a bank examiner. He comes in to audit um, the building and the loans and the financial situation of the business, and George's uncle had misplaced $8,000. And because of this, George is so frustrated that um, he, he has a moment of, of frustration and anger right there inside the business, but then it, he proceeds to take that frustration home, and he begins to uh, shout at the kids, and he's breaking things, and his wife is looking at him like, what is going on? His kids don't understand what is happening uh, because of the anger that, that George is, is showing in front of his family. And I think that happens sometimes when we are struggling in one area, we have a circumstance, we have a situation that's not going in our favor. Sometimes when we don't handle it properly, what happens is, is we begin to take out our frustration on people that had nothing to do with why we feel the way that we feel. And in the movie, George leaves his house, and he, he begins drinking and driving. He, he wrecks his car. And so he's got all these things that are going on, and eventually he's standing on a bridge ready to jump off, ready to end his life. Now, I know that is kind of the, the most dramatic uh, place to end up. Maybe you've never really felt like, you know, taking your own life, but all of us have at one time or another been under extreme amounts of pressure, extreme amounts. And when we're under prolonged seasons of, of stress and pressure, what happens is, is that, that turns into anxiety, it turns into depression, it turns into mood swings, all kinds of things. It starts impacting all the other areas of our life. And so this stress in George's life caused him to want to end his life. Now, 
You may say, well, pastor, that, you know, that's a big step. I've got a lot of problems. I've got a lot of issues. You know, I got pressure. But I've never really been in that place of wanting to take my life or not wanting to be here. And we're thankful for that. We hope you never arrive there. But what you have to understand is when we're going through difficult seasons, the way the enemy works is he wants to come in and take whatever it is we're going through, and he wants to take it to another level. And so we read all throughout the scriptures about this spiritual world. We see it in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. We see it in the ministry of Jesus, how he he had to deal with strongholds and demons, and he cast them out, and spirits of infirmity, and the New Testament church in the book of Acts, the same thing. And so the Bible is very clear about the spiritual battle that we are in. But you have to understand how the enemy works. He don't always cause the trouble that we feel, but what he often will do is take the trouble we're going through and take it up a notch, all right? That's when it becomes spiritual warfare. So maybe you lost a relationship, you went through a divorce. The enemy wants to come in at that point and he wants to take you to another level emotionally, take you to another level of bitterness. And so we have, to, we have to be able to discern when we're engaged in that kind of spiritual battle. Um, sickness, the, the scripture talks about different spirits of infirmity and sickness and disease can come literally from the enemy. Not just that we treat our body poorly, but there are spirits of infirmity assigned to attack our body. And so we know that this world, the spiritual realm, is, is real and we got to pay attention to it. But I want some people to know tonight, a great example of this is in the Old Testament when Elisha, uh, he, he and his servant are surrounded by the enemy, but Elisha can see something in the spiritual that his servant cannot see. The servant looks out and he can only see the enemy has surrounded them. But Elisha is basically telling him, go look again. Because Elisha was able to see beyond the natural, beyond the visible, and he could see that there were more for them than against them. And finally, the servant was able to go out and see what Elisha had seen. And that is this invisible world. And somebody needs to know tonight, the odds may be stacked against you. You may be under a a tremendous amount of pressure and stress, but I want to be that voice of encouragement to you tonight that there are more for you than against you. If you could see in the spirit, spiritual realm, you would see that God has, he has angels encamped all around you. And yes, maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe you, you went through a sickness. Maybe you lost your job. But I want you to know that God still has a plan. He has not forsaken you. He has dispatched his angels to protect you. And there are more for you than against you. See, it's in the crisis of the natural that many times when we make bad decisions that those things begin to stack up and the enemy wants to come in and make what decisions we've made. He wants to make them even worse. Uh, Ephesians chapter six, verse number 11. It says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. I want you to get that. The devil has a strategy, a plot, a scheme against your life. In other words, he's thinking about how to trip you up, 
how to become an obstacle or stumbling block in your life. And the scripture teaches us that he not only has strategies, but, but that word strategies literally means uh, trickery or craftiness. In other words, he comes in in a subtle way. A lot of times we don't detect when the enemy is coming in. Uh, he, he's swift. He's cunning. He wants to take our emotional pressure to another level, uh, to take the stress of life to another level, to, to make this season that's supposed to be a season of joy, peace, good tidings, all those things. He wants to, he wants to make it a depressed time instead of a time of celebration. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14 says, But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Now, this is very important. Disguise means to transform or to change the figure of. Satan, we know, is a fallen angel, and he has the ability to disguise himself as something appealing and sometimes even something holy. And, and that's, that's what we have to understand. Satan can appear as something appealing and holy and, and, and cause you to buy into it, but the whole time he is tricking you and he's bringing you into another level of deception. So I want to say to you, don't be tricked. Um, don't be deceived in this season. The tactics of spiritual warfare... Um, the, the goal of it is to knock you off of your assignment. In the movie, George Bailey had more going on around him than just losing money. There was a battle taking place in George's mind. Um, and this is important. We did a whole series called Mind Games where we learned that the only way to renew our mind, to be transformed, is, is by the Word of God. The Word of God has to take root in our mind, but the same way the Word of God transforms us and renews us, Satan also wants to plant thoughts, guess where? In your mind. He wants to make you think on the wrong things. Warfare is always in the mind. That's where Satan plants his thoughts. One of the things that we saw in the movie is that in George's life, even as a kid, he, you, you can kind of see how uh, his life is setting up for, for where he's going. You know, it's, it's almost like he's moving in a certain direction throughout the movie. He meets um, his wife Mary in a, uh, when they're kids in an ice cream uh, parlor. And he's talking to her about all these great things that he wants to do in his life. And while he's planning to do all these great things and travel the world and, and do all these wonderful things, his dad is planning that George would one day take on the family business. Now, George, he's up for doing great things, but it does not involve the family business. Matter of fact, he's like, I do not want to stay in this town. The town was called Bedford Falls, and I do not want to take on this business. I don't want to do this. It's what his dad had planned, but it's not what he had planned. And he explains all this, and he, he says it to his wife. I, this is not what I want to do. And I, I love this because the, the point of that is, is that sometimes we are planning one thing, but then it doesn't happen, and we get frustrated. And sometimes we fail to realize that 
this door closing or this thing not working out the way that we wanted to sometimes is a blessing in disguise. That we usually only celebrate um, open doors, but sometimes you need to be able to celebrate a closed door. Because as George is planning to do all these wonderful things, it, it, it's not the plan, it's not the assignment that God had for his life. I can remember nearly 15 years ago, I thought that Karen and I would be planting a church in a totally different city. I had already gained approval from our denomination. We, we got the approval. We had the location. Uh, we had raised two years' salary. We had funding. We, we, I mean, we, we had this thing moving in a certain direction. Um, and that was our plan. That's what we were wanting to do. But God opened up the opportunity for us to lead what is now known as Bethesda Church. And I'm, I'm, you know, you fast forward all these years, looking back, I wasn't so sure if, if this is what we're supposed to be doing, but I would have never experienced all the blessing that has come along with Bethesda Church and all the lives changed had we went ahead with our plan, even though God was trying to show us a different plan. And so that's what I want you to be able to see. Sometimes we have a plan, but it's not in alignment with God's plan. George was so preoccupied with his own life that he could not see the plan that was right before him. He did not want to leave Bedford, or he wanted to leave Bedford Falls. But he ended up staying there, getting married to the love of his life, taken on his father's business, and there were many, many blessings all tied to this decision. See, it can be really tough when we want one thing and then we get another. For some of you, maybe it was you thought you were going to marry this person and that didn't work out, or you thought you were going to have this business opportunity and that door was closed for you. But you have to understand what the Scripture says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 9. It says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. As we are making plans, we need to pause long enough to make sure that our plans are in alignment with God's plans. God may change our, our plan. God may direct our steps in a totally different direction. There are many things over the years that I could have done or, or done something else or pastored somewhere else, many opportunities. But listen, your, your, your blessing, your favor, the, the promises of God are not just tied to you being obedient, but many times it's tied to a place. There's something that I call the power of place, that when you are in the right place, the right things happen. Um, when you're properly aligned, not only in the right place, but with the right people. God, God connects us to a geographical place, but he also connects us to the right people. Matter of fact, God made places before he made people. He blessed places before he blessed people. He blessed and made the Garden of Eden, and then he put Adam and Eve there. He blessed the land of Canaan. And then he brought the children of Israel into that land. Your blessing and coming into your destiny is tied and connected to a place. And so we have to understand that. It's so powerful that God says to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, he says, Joshua, every place, every place. Notice he didn't say everywhere. 
He said, every place that the soles of your feet touch, I will give that to you. And then God begins to define the boundaries of the assignment that he had placed on Joshua's life. See, you will never have success, fruitfulness, and productivity anywhere except in the place that God has assigned you. A great example is, is Abraham and Lot in the Old Testament. They were connected. Part of Lot's blessing was being connected to Abraham. And the Bible basically tells us that Lot had this idea of getting rich, and he had this idea of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, this, these big cities, and, and he got his attention on those things. When he was with Abraham, his flocks and his herds multiplied. When he was with Abraham, he had health and he had wealth and he had opportunities. But when he got sidetracked and got his eyes off of his place and his people connection and he went to Sodom and Gomorrah, that wasn't the place God had for him. The Bible tells us that he lost his, his wife and his entire family and eventually two angels had to go and drag Lot out of the place that God never called him to. And some of you right now, that's kind of where you're at. You've made some decisions and it's brought you to a bad place. And maybe we just need to pray that God sends some angels your direction to drag you out of some bad decisions and, and, and choices that you've made. And so it's important that we're connected to the right place and to the right people. Um, and don't allow a relationship, uh, you know, a job, uh, an opportunity to pull you away from where God has called you. Obviously, if God has called you to it, then you need to go to it. But if he hasn't called you to it, you gotta stay in the place God's favor is gonna rest on you. Um, I mentioned in this series, I think week number one and maybe even last week, that the enemy only attacks the relationships that you need. He never attacks the relationships you don't need. He's going to attack the relationships that you need. In the movie, George had a divine call to this small town. He was called to this people. He was called to his father's business, but he wanted to run from all those things. And here's the thing that the angel did for George. The angel shows up because when, when the business is struggling, the $8,000 is missing, and he's wrecked a car, and he's made his family upset, George, he, he lost his value and his worth. And he, he, he questioned his existence and his purpose. And the angel helped him to see in the movie that had it not been for George, George's brother would have drowned that had it not been for George, the, the, his father's business would have never thrived. There were so many things that the angel was showing him that in the midst of a dark season, you gotta see your value. And that's what I wanna tell some people that have lost jobs or maybe even tonight you're, you're quarantined and sick and not feeling well and questioning everything. I want you to know that you don't have to question your value. You don't have to question your worth that God has placed his hand on you and you have, you have impacted somebody's life in a positive way. It, maybe it was a word of encouragement, an act of generosity. But not only do we want to be blessed, we want to be a blessing. And I want you to know you have been a blessing and you will continue to be a blessing. Your life has meaning.
See, in war, warfare, you need to know that God hears your prayers. One of the things that, that happens when we're stressed out, we can't see God's hand, we, we struggle believing and trusting God with our future. And that's kind of where, where George is. And, and I, I want you to know tonight that if you're caught in that dark season, maybe you started out well and you had plans for a great future, but right now you're kind of in that middle place, that frustrating place. You know, God is, is, is the author and he is the finisher of your faith. If he started a good work, God is going to complete that good work. George Bailey finally realized that he was a blessing to his family, a blessing to his town. One of the clips that we watched was of all the different people that loved him so much that took the time to pray for George, to pray for his well-being, to pray for God to bless him. And I want you to know warfare is real, but prayer is also real. George only faced what we all face, and that is struggle, temptation. That is, you know, missing the mark, having a bad season. We've all been there. But the power of intercession, here's what 1 John chapter number 5, verse number 14 tells us. It says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. We see the writer of Hebrews challenging us that when we come to God, come to God with confidence. Don't come to God half-heartedly. And don't just pray about things that don't really matter to you. God wants you to pray about the things that you actually care about. If you care about it, God cares about it. If you care about it, you're going to pray passionately about whatever it is. And so tonight, I want to leave you with, with that truth. Warfare is real, but so is prayer. Tonight, God wants you to be confident. Don't be so caught up in the political landscape, the racial tension, COVID, finances, school, no school, should I go to church, not go to church, all that stuff. I, tonight, if you could get a glimpse into the spiritual realm, you would see that your heavenly Father is right there. And I think that's the cool part of the movie. As George looked back over his life, the angel helped him to see that, that um, George had blessing, and there were people with him all along the way. And somebody needs to hear that tonight. Somebody needs to hear that God has been with you every step of the way. I believe when we come out of 2020, a lot of you think you're going to look back at this year and say, man, that was just terrible. It was just horrible. But I think what God's going to show you is that when you look back on it, he's going to show you that he was with you the entire time. God has never left you. He will never forsake you. He will be with you until the very end. Today, you may need to align yourself with God's call for your life. Today, you may need to ask God for divine help. Today, you may need to pray one of the promises that God has left for you and your family. God has all kinds of promises. You just got to get in his word, find out what they are. 
and begin to pray those into your life and into your family. I hope that you got something out of this word tonight. Know that you are in a spiritual battle. Warfare is real, but prayer is also real. In the spiritual world, there are more for you than against you. So don't get called up in all the things that seem to be stumbling blocks for you. See past all that. Have eyes of faith. Come to God with confidence. Pray about the things that are keeping you up at night. And know that God is with you and he's been with you the entire time. I want to take a minute just to pray with you. If you're watching this video and you say, Pastor, I don't even know Jesus. I'm not even saved. You can get saved right there wherever you're watching this video. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner, that you can't save yourself. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus came, lived a sinless life, died in your place, and on the third day he got up. That's all you got to do. Invite him into your heart. Invite him into your life. Ask him to forgive you of all your sins. We've all committed sins. We've all fallen short of God's glory. Tonight, be encouraged. If you've been praying about something, the Bible says, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Don't give up. God's got a future for you, and it's bright, and it's a lot better than anything you've been through this year or any other year. God has some great plans for you. Let me pray for you tonight. Father, I thank you for every person that is tuned in, God, to this message. I pray that you would uh, open their eyes spiritually, God, to look beyond all the natural things, God, that we may see as, as things that are stacked against us and help us to see beyond it, to see, God, that you are fighting for us, God, that you have dispatched your angels, God. They are encamped all around us. God, we thank you that you have called us according to your purpose. God, help us to see clearly our place of assignment. Help us to be connected, God, to the right people in this season, God, to eliminate, God, people that, Lord, may be negative and people that can't speak to our future or prophesy to our future, God. Help us to get connected to voices that cause us to to rise to the next level. God, I pray your protection and your blessing over your people. I pray, Father, they have the best Christmas they've ever had. Let their family enjoy your peace and your grace, God, in this season. I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you throw some hearts up. Click that share button. Um, I want to be the first to to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas. Don't forget, 1 o'clock this coming Thursday is Christmas Eve. We are not gathering in person, but we are going to bring to you an online experience. Uh, We actually made all the communion elements available today as people left. Um, You don't have to have the actual uh, communion elements that we give out. You can use crackers and Kool-Aid at your house, but at one o'clock on Christmas Eve, we want to come into your house with a special message and a time of communion just to ask that God be with his people in an incredible, intimate way in this Christmas season. We love you guys. We're praying for you, and I look forward to seeing each of you real soon. God bless. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, you can go to BethesdaChurch.tv slash give. 
We'll catch you on the next episode and we hope you have a great day.